Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. <clears throat> Take a deep breath. Man, you know God yet has a purpose for your life. It's amazing how he continues to uh, bless us and continue to wake us up every single day. You know, and it's a blessing from God because your alarm clock didn't wake you up and your relatives didn't wake you up. You know, it was God who touched you this morning and he touched you with a finger of love and said, get up, my child. I yet have purpose for your life. And so that's so awesome. And guys, we have a lot to be thankful for. And I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes because when you look around you, you know, you see a lot of negative things, a lot of negativity. You know, this atmosphere seems to be uh, filled uh, with just uh, pessimism. You know, I guess with all the different viruses that we've uh, encountered over the last two years and just the fact that you can't go out and do the things that you're used to doing and people are, are discouraged and depressed. They, Some of them, um, you know, they were in their homes for months at a time and and uh, boy, just a lot of bad things happened. You know, people got depressed um, and just uh, people got oppressed. Um, <clears throat> I think the devil gained foothold in a lot of people's lives and oh, it was just, uh, I guess it was just an awful time. But today, I want to talk to you um, about a message that I uh, uh, recently preached. Um, and that was the enemy enemy. And, you know, that's that battle between your flesh and your spirit, between you and your flesh. And so uh, I want to continue with that. But let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, just this amazing time that you allowed us to live in. And we ask you to bless your word today. Bless my lips to speak your word, Father, and the ears of the hearers to hear your word. And Holy Spirit, we need you, sir, because we can't do any of this without you. Orchestrate this uh, session and uh, and continue to bless it in amazing ways. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, I was talking to you about that war. You know, when you want to do good and evil is present and... You know, you really want to do right before God and you get saved and you're excited, you know, and and then you figure out that, oh, my goodness, something is trying to make me do wrong, you know, or you seem to have those same some of the same desires you had before you got saved. You thought maybe all those desires were going to disappear. You know, I know the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And that's true because the things that have passed away are those spiritual things that that old spirit. And God has given you a new man, a new spirit on the inside of you. And he governs um, everything about you because he contacts God. It's the spirit of you that contacts God, but you still have to deal with the flesh. The flesh haven't changed and it's not going to change because the Bible says that it's going to be sown into the ground as a corruptible seed, but then it's going to be raised in incorruption. So one day uh, we'll get our bodies back, but they'll be uh, new overhauled. Uh, they'll be spiritual bodies, you know, and so, but in the meantime, we have to deal with this body that we have here on this earth and the desires that this flesh that we live in 
the desires that it has. So that's something that you have to learn how to deal with, even as a Christian. And Paul talks about that in Romans 7. He talks about, you know, the good that he desires to do. It's not that. That's not what he does. But it's the evil that he doesn't desire to do that he ends up doing. And he's wondering, like, what in the world's going on? Because I truly desire to do the things of God. And all of a sudden, I find myself doing some of the old things that I used to do. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today to continue on that uh, that that subject, the enemy in uh, me, in me. OK. And so to really help you with that, if you just uh, if you could take a look at Romans uh, 12. Right. There's a scripture that says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Right. Then he says in verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And brothers and sisters, that is the key. And the way you renew your mind is through the word of God. The Bible says the washing of the water by the word. And so that the word is water. It washes your mind and it washes your thoughts and the things that you used to do. You know, there's a reason why you did those things. I told you before that it all started with a thought and that if you dwelled on that thought long enough that you would reap, you would reap an action. And if you dwelled on that action long enough, you would reap a habit. And finally, if you dwelled on that habit, you would reap a lifestyle. And so the word, what it does, it washes, it washes your, your mind. Uh, and it, <clears throat> and it puts those new uh, thoughts in your mind, mind of Christ, where you begin to think on those things that are lovely, those things that are pure, those things that be of a good report, you know, there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And so he gives you the ability, right, to wash They'll wash your mind. And the, and the problem we have is that if we get saved, we get born again and we accept Christ into our life and we continue uh, to not feed ourselves the word of God, then we get in trouble. But what happens is as you begin to think about God's word, the Bible says that the entrance of his word brings light. So you begin to meditate on his word and all of a sudden it gives you a light or it lightens your pathway. It shows you the right thing to do. You know, you're not going to do just uh, anything. And here's the really cool thing. When you get saved, you notice that God gives you a peace that you don't understand. You know, you'd be wondering, why am I so peaceful? Well, that peace is your umpire. You know, an umpire calls the balls and strikes. An umpire sort of regulates the game right and if the umpire says that it's a strike guess what it's a strike in baseball if the back judge says that the lineman was holding guess what he was holding because the umpire makes the call well guess what brothers and sisters in christianity god gives us this thing called peace you know where he gives us peace a peaceful lifestyle uh, it gives us peace in our heart. The Bible says this peace that passes all understanding and the peace becomes our umpire. And it helps us because if we're getting ready to do something and we lose our peace, that means that, you know what, you better not do that, you know, because it's wrong. 
And the Bible says to him uh, that know to do good and do it not, to him is sin. And I told you that the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. That sin pays wages. And so the devil will always tempt you to do things that are against God. Now you say, well, Lord, how am I going to know if that's right or wrong? Well, inherently, you know, uh, a lot of things is right or wrong, you know, but as you study the word of God, you'll find out, uh, you know, what's right <clears throat> and what's wrong, because typically most people know adultery is wrong. You know, most people know that fornication is wrong. However, you know, you think that it's OK to live that way when you're not saved. But you find out quickly that when you get saved, right, if you try to do that, you feel bad. You feel condemned. You know, you feel like you've done something wrong. In fact, you have. Because God would like us to wait until we're married before, you know, we are uh, we're engaging in sexual activities and things like that. You know, because he made that for the marriage bed. But we don't find these things out. You know, so you get saved and then God's word brings light and you learn that, you know, certain things are wrong. And you know what? There are things that could be wrong for you, but not for somebody else. So maybe it's wrong for you to um, maybe drink uh, a glass of wine or what have you. You know, um, and I, I know people don't like to hear this, but even in the Bible, you know, they did drink wine. And so the Bible even addresses it in Proverbs and addresses it in the New Testament as well. Uh, I'm not saying that you should drink wine. I'm just saying that they, they did. Some people did. You know, if you're a person where you have alcoholism running in your family, the last thing you want to do is drink wine or anything else, because that's very easily could be become a situation for you so for you drinking wine is probably going to be wrong because you don't want to get tied up in that but that's not really what i'm talking about today you know so you want to learn how do i live um you know right and because i feel like i'm fighting against these forces i feel like i'm fighting against things that are in me right i know you know like if you were you got saved and you used to love the smoke and you still find yourself running to get a cigarette. You know, you don't need it as often, but you still find yourself getting it. Well, as you stay in the word, if you trust God in the word, I'm telling you, God will take that taste out of your mouth. He'll help you with that. You got to be a willing partner, though. So if you don't want to smoke, then you resist the devil. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he will flee. That nicotine spirit is a devil. So if you resist him, you know, and you continue to try your part, God is going to help you and he'll give you the strength to stop, you know, smoking cigarettes or maybe you had it bad. Maybe you were just, um, you know, you were Mr. Thing out there and every woman desired you or what have you. And now you're you're hooked on, uh, you know, going out there, got to sleep with somebody, you know, but as you get in the word of God, God will help you with that. You know, and if you stay in his word and you have a desire to please him, you know, then it'll it'll come to fruition where you don't have to always worry about going out sleeping with somebody. It all starts with a thought. You know, Satan will plant a thought in your mind in a minute. 
And here's the deal. You don't have to accept that thought. In fact, the Bible says, casting down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So the first thing you do when you recognize that a thought is not of God and you know what's not of God. And brethren, I, I continue to speak as a man concerning this situation, you know, because I think that, uh, you know, sex is a big pull, uh, especially for young men, you know, and women. But I'm speaking again from a male perspective, you know, and so the enemy plants a picture of a, you know, a fine woman in your mind, you know, and you and you see and then she walks past and you get a second look and a third look and you continue, you know, to look, you know, well, he's going to try to find a way, you know, to get you to 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 maybe uh, to do something that you shouldn't do. And I'm not saying that, you know, looking at a person is wrong, but I am saying lusting after a person is so. But, you know, or maybe here's a, I guess this is a better analogy, you know, where the enemy would try to come in and uh, and 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 plant a thought in your mind to steal something, you know. And you keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it. All of a sudden, oh, my goodness, you're really thinking about taking something or stealing something because maybe you don't have it. Well, that's a temptation. An enemy will try to get you with that. But what you do is you fight that by meditating on God's word. Think about the fact that God said that it's wrong to steal. And you say, OK, Lord, give me the strength. And he will, brothers and sisters. And, you know. There's just a lot I would like to talk about concerning this particular message, you know, but uh, just for the sake of time, um, I, I just at this point can't do it right now. But I want to continue with this series because I know that this is where people are. People are struggling. They want to live right. And they've heard, you know, some of the old time church members that say holiness or hell and they're worried about going to hell because they. You know, they got a desire to smoke or they still got a desire to do certain things, but they love God. Well, I'm telling you that you're all right. OK, uh, the Bible didn't never tell you that de the devil wasn't going to tempt you and he tempts you with desires. And he does. And he comes to try to get you, you know, his whole deal is to steal, kill and destroy. But he has to start with a thought because all he has is the power of suggestion. But anyway, um, I'm going to continue that next time, and I want to try to carve out more time uh, to really talk about that. Uh, but remember, you know, that uh, it's that enemy that's enemy that's trying to stop us, that flesh. And we can we can stop that flesh through the word of God. But brothers and sisters, uh, if you're listening and you've never accepted Christ and you'd like to do that at this time, why don't you do this with say say this with me, say, Jesus Come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I believe that you died for my sins. And so I accept you, Jesus. I repent from all of my sins and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, man, you're a child of God. But now what you need to do is get in a good Bible believing church so that you can start learning about God and you can start getting the word in you. Peter says the desire to sincere milk of the word that you can grow thereby. And you need the word of God to grow up, brothers and sisters. So God bless you. And until next time, um, y'all be blessed. And this is Brother Leonard.
Remember, man, you taking that deep breath right now, you know God has a purpose for your life. Be blessed today in Jesus' name.